episode of Urbane Legends, the listening uh, thing that you do with your ears and minds about urban legends on the internet. I am pathetic, bullied, incompetent TV advertising father, Chris Flynn, and with me is the man who was the body double for Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the video for his hit song, It Doesn't Matter with Wyclef Jean. It is Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? Yeah, you know, not too bad. Um, yeah, I only told you about that, um, you know, the body doubling thing. Mm. So that, was a, that was supposed to be remain between you and me, Chris. Oh, was it? He's going to be spitting mad now that gets out. Well, I mean, he, he he had wrestling to do, didn't he? So he couldn't be turning out Wycliffe uh, Been on, uh, been on the donuts, video. to be honest with you, mate. Oh, really? And he put getting, a, bit getting a bit of a chub, getting a bit of a man bod going on, dad bod. Well, he has he has famously admitted to the fact that he's had liposuction on his tits um, to make them like more defined, more gorgeous. Yeah, make it, yeah. But I mean, you know, fair enough that he's admitted it. Do you know what I mean? Because well, you know, he's, 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 he's very. Trying- He's a very strong-toned man, and even he is, um, you know, getting older, like all of us are. Where and, it's and, more and good and for more him for, for admitting that, and you know, some yeah. some some try and keep the illusion up. And do you know what, you know, I mean, we're all mortal. A, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like the thing, you know, men kind of these days, you know, have to kind of look like they're all like muscly and have six packs and that. I you know, and, about it, it. and it's effortless. Whereas actually. The people who do kind of have that kind of body really live quite miserable lives. Well, yeah, it's like every time I flex my muscles, the door breaks just by the sheer kinetic energy <laughs> cascading out from my limbs. It's a nightmare. But you've all got the to keep window, yourself in top tip All the windows shatter in a fog yeah. black radius. Well, it doesn't make me very popular with the neighbours, I'll tell you that. Well, you just have to stop flexing. Can't, mate. Can't stop flexing. Well, ironically, that makes me flex even more. So they back off. <laughs> oh, right. well, they, what, they get... It's a vicious cycle. Their, their clothes rip off their bodies like yeah. they've been hit by a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, Literally a sound wave, kind of. It's like Mac 1 <laughs> emanating from my glistening packs. How, uh, how was Wyclef to work with? Was he all right? Um, disinterested. You can see why it's his second career. I mean, um, yeah, I think, you know, he, I think... You've got to come and you've got to give it your all, do you know what I mean? Stuff. If you're coming in for a... It's sort of like a second career like that, do you know what I mean? Well, it's not Wyclef's second career. Isn't he a Music. musician, primarily? Yeah, Wyclef Jean. Yeah. Yes, of course. What do you I think, think he is? <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were talking about him being in a movie. No. Well, no, he did the song. It, I'm, like, I'm getting with... him confused with Will I Am, aren't I? That's what's yeah. happened here. Yeah, who is in the that, musician at all. Yeah, well, allegedly. In, in that terrible Wolverine movie. Um, oh, no, oh, sorry. No, do you know what? I'm getting my industry stories mixed up, Chris. It's, it's that busy a lot. What you've done there is you've... What I've done you, there is about 10 grams of cocaine. You've conflated members of the Fugees. That's what yeah. you've done there. Oh, what a video. But I hate when people do that. 
or conflated members of the Fiji members of if the anything, Black Eyed Peas. If anything, what you've done is you've just um, you've just, you've just proved Lauren Hill right and everything that she says. Oh, so I've, hope, hope you're happy with yourself. Apple the app never returns my phone calls anymore. So, <laughs> let alone no. the third Fuji, whatever his name was. Um, yeah, no, no, he was. Yeah, no, he was. Good, good times with with Wycliffe, Sean. Gave me a lot of good advice. Yeah, such as um, keep it real. Wear your condom so you don't get a red rum. <laughs> whatever that government <laughs> episode was. was well, like, that's good. Yep, yeah, fair point. Wycliffe, you know, sexually transmitted diseases are oh, nothing to man. joke about. So, Neil, it's, uh, it's the, the football off-season. Uh, oh, I've been um, enjoying the cricket, Chris. I know you're not a fan, you? but, uh, yeah. I'm not. I find so, it, England I find won it... the Test Series against New Zealand. and um, Not New Zealand. Uh, you know, New Zealand did a thrilling, thrilling series. I find it quite... I find it quite... Do you know what really amuses me is that you uh, take the mickey out of American football for being turn-based rugby, whereas you like cricket. Which is an even more boring sport. So, yeah. well, so, well, you know, it's no the, with American football. Actually, I, I can quite enjoy a game of American football. Yeah. The thing, the thing right. for me, which just boggles my mind because I wasn't brought up with it. Um, you know, like like watching the game, I, I enjoy that. It's it's the amount of stoppages that mm. I can't get my head around. It's just because it I'm not used to it, and it's just it's basically a series of set plays. I get it. I totally get it, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm just being sarcastic when I say it. But to be fair, yeah. Americans joke about it themselves. They'll, they'll publish like infographs where it's like, you know, amount of time spent on the pitch versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, adverts and stoppages and half-time Tell breaks what, and all this shit. It's good fun to play. Yeah, no, it's, it's good fun to play. No, do you know what it's like? And to be honest with you, I don't even have a problem with the whole idea of them calling it football because you know football was just originally a loosely aligned series of games. Some you yeah. play with your hands, some you would. So rugby is rugby football. Soccer yeah. is association football, and then that was American football, which is why we call it American. But yeah, so you know, no, it's more, it's more the it's more the thing which is used. So it being a ball, yeah, like that's so what all, it's kind of it's, based it's a, a ball based, a rough shape rectangular pitch where you have a ball and you move it around, and some of them it's yeah. egg shaped, some of it's it's round. But those are just the rules of that particular well, football association. As I know, Neil, having done but dropped out of sports science uh, a level in college uh their invasion games because there's mm. certain types of games there's like three or four different types of games and they're invasion games so you're trying to take territory and get to your there are you know basically you know like the really boring computer games like tower defense games uh, it's, a, it's a, but it's essentially that because you're trying yeah, to defending a goal yeah, you're defending your air, you're defending yeah. your base, and you're trying to attack their base. Yeah, and that's footballs like that, hockey, rugby. It was originally just a ruck between two villages, basically, wasn't it? But it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's about five hundred people hitting each other with sticks. Yeah, it's the same with cricket. <laughs> yeah, just some, somebody with a ball and somebody with a with a bat, and then just like smack each other. But that's a different type of game because it's not an invasion game. No, it wasn't. It just used to be people smacking each other around. Oh, right. That's why they had oh, to yeah. invent the rules because they were just literally like hammering. Everyone was di- everyone was dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil, um, are we? Are we? Oh, just uh, to do with football. Are you? In, are you enjoying the off season? Are you enjoying the, the um, Nations the Cup? Cannon, I couldn't give a fuck about the Cannon Boys. Are they making any signings? Um, yeah, and so we've. And I've actually forgotten the chap's name. It was an unexpected one a couple of days ago. Um, That's good. Some midfielder and uh, Niketia has. Just He's signed the contract extension. Yeah. I think that's good. That's promising. We're still looking to yeah. get forwards. I think, yeah. Um, there's a couple. Looking of... forward to the new season then. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in Europe, so that'll be all right. And 
Yeah, I'm. We'll see. I, I, transfer season, I don't generally tend to like. I don't follow it too closely, just because I there's usually a load of bullshit and hype, and I'm not interested in all of that. But no, I think we're going out trying to do the right things in the market, so that's cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yes. We'll see how we go. There we go. That was a bit better than the cultural stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, a bit better. I was talking about sport, so yeah, which you know we probably lost a lot of viewers. Most of our way. audience couldn't care less about. They're here for the Urban Legends, Chris. And they are here for and the witty banter, and they're not getting much of either right now. Well, and well, and, and, they've, been, and they've not been served much. It's been thin gruel on the latter for quite some time now. <laughs> well, and according to uh, the uh, Spotify thing, which I was looking at, they're also uh, on Spotify for Hall of Notes. So maybe, maybe they'll they'll have drifted off to listen to some Hall of Notes. Oh, she's a maniac, Chris. And by maniac, I mean any Watch of our listeners. Did you did you the know the eater. origin of that story? It was about a. I might have said this on the podcast before. It Is was, it manage or maniac? Um, she's a maniac. She's a maniac. Yeah, maniac. Oh. Is that Hall of Notes? I'm pretty sure it is Hall of Notes. Um, and uh, yeah, it was originally a song about serial killer. Okay. He's going to be. He's a maniac. Maniac. He'll kill your cat and nail him to the door. That was is the that original true? lyrics. So I've heard. That's quite horrible. Maybe isn't it's it? an urban legend, um, but yeah. Then, they, then, then when they got signed up to the movie, they uh, they converted it into a song about a lady who's so passionate about dance. Because if you think about it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, why is she a maniac? Because she's dancing. She's dancing like a maniac, Bill. Well, yeah. Look at her; she's dancing like a maniac. Hey, Hornets maniac. I mean, either that or it's an urban legend, Chris, and that's what we're here for. It is what we're here for. Let's let's have a look. I mean, this isn't the urban legend of what we're doing today. Yeah, it's Hall of Notes. And, but yeah, so she'll only come out at night, the lean and hungry type, seen it before, watching and waiting, her eyes are on the door. Mm. Wild. Yeah, you know, you can see. I'm going to have another quick look and see. So, maniac. I have heard this story told, and... Uh, as the Italians would say, Sinonivero, if it's not a good, if it's not true, it's a good story. It's not true. Yeah, the original idea for the song came to McCoskey when he was watching a news report on a serial killer, which inspired some gruesome limits that he and the uh, Sembello came up with. Oh, so they didn't write it themselves. Well, no, I think... Um, well, it's Daryl Hall and John Oates. John Oates. Oh, OK. No, it's... Uh, because oh, I've seen this this guy, Michael Sambello, he's like, um, he used to play like keyboard songs. and guitar and stuff like that. Because it's got a it's got a bitching guitar. So I mean, I I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I mean, you should probably steer clear of doing the lyrics. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, lads, I've got another one about a serial killer. Oh. I was going to say, you can't imagine that. Oh, like we're doing, we're doing middle of the road rock here, mate. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but this one's about him gutting people and killing cats. It's like that. Uh, what was it? The um, Spinal Tap, and they're going, "Oh, we'll go back to our, you know, our, our projects." Like, you know, that that musical we're going to do about Jack the Ripper. Saucy <laughs> Jack, he's a haughty one. Saucy <laughs> Jack, he's a naughty one. I still not seen Spinal Tap. Have you not? Oh, you so got to watch that. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I might get around to it. Yeah. Um, so Neil, what the fuck are we talking about today? Let's <laughs> draw a line under the uh, the bullshit stuff. Um, so, listen, Chris. If I Don't say to you, walk don't tell me what to do. 
Why well, don't listen then? It's going to make it tricky to do this podcast. <laughs> right, turn, turn your headphones off, use the force, and see if you can respond to what I'm saying. I mean, if you want. what I say isn't really related to anything. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't be that much different, wouldn't it? You'd just be, be no saying different. whatever you want to over the top of what I'm trying to say anyway. Pretty so much, yeah. You know. That's, that's a relationship. <laughs> the crumbling relationship. Right, should we, should we right. try again? Hey, Neil, I'm going to listen. Yeah, great. Come on then. So let's. So I say to you, Woolpit. 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 I think that's how you pronounce it. Woolpit. Yeah, it's a town. Yeah. Oh, right, England. Okay. What Not do you think? The piece here, Chris. What we're trying to do? <laughs> Going to instantly go behind the scenes as we explain <laughs> the concept to ourselves as we're doing right. it. Yeah. The right. idea was is that <laughs> I was going to give you a town name and say what you thought of when you had that town name, and then we could All sort right. of introduce it into the concept that we're going through today. Okay. Let me so ruin that. That very simple <laughs> start. Well, no, because I thought you were talking about a pit with wool in it. Right. No, it's. Wool pit. What do I think? I'll take a different tack. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, Today's clearer. urban legend, let's keep it nice mm. and simple, is around the green children of Woolpit. Oh, that's what I was going to say, that I thought. Yeah, see? You should, you should have persevered, Neil. You should have persevered, and you, would, and you would have gone, well, clearly, Neil, green children. Green, what else would children. one think of about Woolpit? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't. Oh, my geography's not great. Um, mm. it, it, it sounds like a northern town. It's not. It's not. It's kind of oh. like it's. Um, it's a bit. I think more, it was the pit bit which got me. You know, because I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, we're in Brighton, so everything's northern to us. But um, mm-hmm. it's north of London now. It's kind of like it's a bit like east of Cambridge. It's kind of like in okay. sort of East Anglia area. It's, it's a little bit above Ipswich. Kind of like you're moving towards sort of East oh. Anglia area. Um, so, so like yeah, it's between okay. like Cambridge and Ipswich, I think. Um, Okay, uh, it's just like a village. Actually, I mean, it's probably not one that actually everyone would know because it is. It's a Would-be village. Colchester. Uh, it's it's in Suffolk. Um, okay, well that's enough. That's enough information. Yeah. There you go, and it, and it's a village. So you know we're looking at. Fuck it. I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Chris. It's um, please do. Suffolk Large Village of the Year, twenty nineteen. Sussex Large Village of the Year. 2019, yeah. That's not to be sniffed at. Certainly isn't. 2,000 uh, people. That's, that's a large village, isn't it? That is a... Yeah, I mean, that's that's nearly as big a village as you can imagine, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... There's, Certainly there's not a, Hamlet. I mean, there, there's evens chances that you wouldn't have to marry someone from your own family in a it's village fine. that size. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, would you, why wouldn't you? But, uh, but yeah. yeah I know, know, exactly. You want to, the possibility you want to bang, exists. Should you, you want to bang someone that looks, looks like someone you, <laughs> looks, yeah, that you can see a bit of yourself in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, lovely. Uh, wool pit. Is, 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 I'm looking up. So there's... Pit. So I'm going, to, I'm going to let you look this up. So it's it's a little village, as I say. It's kind of like it's a bit. Kind oh of, right, yeah, yeah. A bit north of Ipswich, sort of east of Cambridge, kind of like around that area. Yeah, it's really near uh, Elmswell and uh, Tostock, I believe. <laughs> Is that because you're looking at Google Maps? That's what absolutely. It's near Bury St Edmunds. Yeah, there you go. There's another. Yeah. Um, so you know, another place I didn't know where it was until I just looked. <laughs> it's kind of southeast, but going a bit more east. Yeah, it's quite close to Thetford. Yeah, 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 I know it. Yeah, sure, guy. Yeah, why didn't you? Why didn't you just say that to begin with? 
Because I wanted to, I wanted to create an air of mystery for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's worked. You know, just well, just don't just dole out the treats one and one at a time. You don't want to just get it all up front, otherwise, no. <laughs> a little it. Bobby segment. Yeah, yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't all eat all your sweets at once. You know, you just got to dole them out, and you'll feel sick if you haven't eaten them all at once. Yeah. Um, so um, now I want you to look up the village sign for Woolpit, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a rotunda. There's someone doing judo. Someone on unicycle. More people doing judo. It's quite a lot of judo in Woolpit. I mean, this is the first Famously. thing I've heard of it, but... Famously. <laughs> Famous Aikido uh, grounds, isn't it? Well, I mean, I think that was where... Um, what's his face? Stephen Seagal. He's a gold trained, yeah. Stephen Seagal trained, yeah. Well, that's why nobody could find the uh, Japanese dojo master, because he actually lived in Suffolk. Oh, in I'm Japan. looking at the Woolpit village sign, and it's got a wolf or a dog standing on top of a church and two green children It's got two kids, hands. so yeah, so you can, it's obviously still a prominent... So th- this this uh, urban myth actually dates back to the sort of... Replaced with a Seagull, a Stephen Seagull one soon. 13th century, yeah. Well, we hope that St- Stephen Seagull will, will be riding the wolf on top of the church at some once point. He, once he's imprisoned correctly for yeah. sexual assault and then never released. One can only hope. Um, so, yeah, given that it goes back kind of like over 800 years, um, there's clearly not been a lot going on in this village. Well, yeah, the Aikido school's quite new. <laughs> yeah. We'll give that some yeah, effectively it's to got be, To be fair, the boy is holding a stick which could be used for Aikido. That's so true. maybe it does go back. Maybe the green children brought Aikido from the Nether Well, he grew regions. up to become Little John in the Robin Hood Towers, went up to Nottingham, and then, uh, you know, and because he was green, he could hide in the trees like brilliant. Yeah, for a big could... lad, you couldn't see him coming. Yeah, yeah, no, soft he, just, he just, he just kind Next of. Next thing you know, you get the court staff in the back of the head. He just You're one of the sheriff's men. He just sort of fell out of the branches on top yeah. of you, crushing Got the predator. <laughs> Unbelievable times. Wonderful. Big energy. Um, yeah, so, but, I mean, I mean, apparently Woolpit, I mean, there's different um, thoughts about the etymology, but one of the thoughts is it originally meant wolf pit. So Ooh. I imagine around two and a half thousand years ago, the Anglo-Saxons came over and dug a pit to catch some wolves in. Because it was near a river, presumably. This is I'm, I'm making up this history, but I'm reasonably yeah, sure it's I mean, accurate. Yeah, I mean, right? you, I mean the, the only, then they the build only, a church. The only small then thing some which... green kids turn up, and that's it. That's all that's happened for eight hundred I mean, years. The only, the only small, the only, the only small, the minuscule. I mean, I feel like you're nitpicking here, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, with you, Chris. I mean, the Anglo, you know, the Anglo-Saxons came about a thousand year after when you baited them coming. But apart, but you know, that's that's just traditional. Traditional wow. history, who knows? You could what, be right. What is time, Chris? What is chronology? <laughs> well, is it a flat circle? Is it is it cyclical? I think it's um pear shaped. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, time's like really quick. Maybe top. maybe the Anglo Saxons are invading now. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> I mean it would be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give it another chance. Um no, they were. Um, they were after the Romans. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were after the Romans, but um, so they were around five hundred. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be about one one and a half thousand years ago. Yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, it would be post Roman Brem. Um, in, in, in the traditional understanding of time. Right, okay, well, fair enough. Around which, five... need, which, which neither of right. us adhere to. Right, let's, yeah, well, I, I just don't, sorry, I refuse to be shackled by the concepts of history or, or time. Time, but, yeah. Yeah, or physics. Or space. Or space, much like yeah. modern chemistry. Hollywood movies. Or chemistry. <laughs> or, or, or competence. So, all right, so let's say five, six hundred years ago, or sorry, five, six hundred um, AD, some Anglo Saxons turn up, dig a pit. Yep. Yeah, so they can catch some wolves in it. Yeah. Then the Normans invade. Oh, no. Build a church. 500 years later. Then some yeah. green kids turn up, about 1200 AD. Where did they no- come from? Nothing else. Nothing's Greenland. Well, we'll get, in. We'll, get, we'll get into that. And again, I'm going to have to parcel it out fairly slowly because there's... I'd like to. I'd like to apologise, Neil. Um, I should hope so. Because <laughs> which of your many sins are you apologising for? Um, I know that you really enjoyed the soundboard last week, but that really was just a treat for the anniversary special. It won't be used again until maybe the second anniversary special. That is, a, that is if we're still if we're still speaking. That is a crying shame, Chris. Do you know what? It was so special. Why don't we save it for the I don't know, like seventieth anniversary if we make it that far. Which we definitely won't. So, but just in case, because you know, if we if we did, whoa, what a treat that would be. Well, I'm planning on living to 119, so maybe. Well, you know, with if they can genetically modify a tomato, why can't mm. they genetically modify me? That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Both you know, genes. Keep me ripe with some reverse mRNA <laughs> technology. Just get the the Neil decaying himself genes. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's much more. Nurture, or rather, lack of nurture, in my case, than his <laughs> nature. I think the genetic lottery probably did it right by me, but <clears throat> anyway. Right. So he threw the ticket away. Yeah, <laughs> fucked it off. Uh, so, published the history of yesterday: the green children of Woolpit, green-skinned youths who spoke an unknown language. So. We're in the 12th century, Chris. It's a time of anarchy. Stephen II's on the throne. Oh, no. I mean, I, I believe that, that whole thing... Stephen II? Yeah, it was... I've never heard of that. It's Stephen. I think that... Hello, King Stephen, yeah? I believe... It's quite horrible, actually, but I believe he... Um, Stephen Stephen Boy. of England, yeah. So there was one Stephen in 1150... I don't know we'd had a King Stephen... I don't think we've had one for quite a while. Nah. I'm sure there was a... But was it Stephen of Bois? That must be annoying if you're a Stephen, that he used to be a posh name. I mean, we've, I don't think we've had a King Kevin for a while. <laughs> or King Wayne. He's not been around for a... For a... King Jeff the <laughs> Third. I'll tell you what, King Neil, forget about it, mate. Yeah, there's no King Christopher. Oh, quite Should right. be. Well, there will be. Anyway, I think it was, there was a lot of kind of, it was a bit, I think it was a lot of, the period was referred to as kind of like the the, the first uh, <coughs> civil war, and I think all, out of all of these, I can't remember. Well, there were a lot of, a lot, lot of people, like, get taken in thrown, getting kicked off, taken Yeah, thrown. you know, it's kind of disputing who's, I mean, that tend, well, generally tends of... to go on, doesn't it? Well, it's a couple of centuries after the Normans had taken over, so I guess things haven't settled down. Yeah, and then you've got fights between, I would imagine, the kind of like... Um, sons, illegitimate sons. Because 1215, I mean, a bit after that would have been the Magna Carta, wouldn't it, when the nobles, were, the barons or whatever were, you know, 
Yeah. Basically, English history is all around the king losing power every century, more or less, until it just becomes a meaningless symbolic figurehead like it is today. Yeah, Um, which is good. Yeah, which is what you want, really. Um, Because, you know, you could talk about the genetic lottery. Let's look at our royal family. Very much much winners on the... um, lottery of being born into wealth very much losers on the genetic lottery unfortunately well is it, there was a exploding bit, hands. bit of inbreeding for a few hundred years yeah. we've, you know we, we've gone uphill since um i forget the chap's name but it, i think it might have been the last um guy who was part of the Habsburg empire now there was one guy yeah. it's, it's quite sad actually but he was so inbred it was like yeah you see a picture yeah they had no face and three buttocks <laughs> Do you know what? It's kind of like not far off. Bless him. It was um, yeah, he had some horrific kind of like um, genetic conditions, and there's like, this paintings. Anyway, let's not get into that. Um, have an inside-out face. Yeah. Like well, he, he, he looks a little bit like it's not quite right, but he, it's not really. He's kind of got a bit of an elephant man vibe going on, but not quite. It's oh. not like Proteus syndrome exactly, but um, yeah, he just like he had like a like a deformed face, like a heavily deformed face. Um, he couldn't sort of chew properly and stuff like this because I think his mouth was... Like very... a bulldog. Yeah, no, it's, well, no, exactly, yeah. But it's, no, it's really sad, actually. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, inbreeding kids don't do it. Um... Well, don't, don't tell people what to do, Neil. Like, like, we, would, we would heavily err on the side of caution when it comes to inbreeding. That's all we're saying. But at the end of the day, it's your right presumably as an American, to do that if you want. Or someone from Woolpit. Yeah. It's only 2,000 of you, so what are you going to do? You know, maybe maybe go to Ipswich. and Oh, man, it, that'd, be, that'd be like... No, that'd be like going to Rome, wouldn't it? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! They've got weather spoons. <laughs> how, how depressing would it be to be impressed by getting weather spoons? I've been so long since I've been to a pub, I'd probably find that quite impressive. Do you know what? I, Weatherspoon's down the um, marina. Down the marina's all right. Yeah. I was, I'll tell you what, I'll give them points, because, uh, um, I mean, some spoons are just really, really depressing. Some of them are fine, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of the guy who owns it, but whatever. Um, um, but to be fair, depending on who's running it, they can be fine. And, yeah. Well, the one in the marina's nice because it's in a really nice location. It's in a nice location, but also, the well, last time I was down there, they were doing Mythos on. I don't know if it was on tap or if it was in mm. a bottle, but that impressed me. Lovely Greek beer for those of you who haven't tried it. Um, anyway, so it's the anarchy. You know, there's, there's all sorts kicking off. I can't be bothered to Google it, to be honest with you, but I think it was no, like Steve, Stephen II. Anyway, they're, they're fighting over the throne, you know, who who owns it, etc. You know, yeah. that's... Yeah, so, shit. During these times of trouble, a rather peculiar situation took place in England. Mm. Wrath of Cogshall, a sixth what? abbot, whatever that means... Wrath of Cogshall? Ralph of Cogshall. Oh, Ralph. Yeah. He's like King Ralph, but he's a monk and not a king, Yeah. <laughs> And this was back in, you know, people. Did, John Goodman, right? That's people cool. didn't have surnames back in those days, did they? No. You know, you just, well, you just like, called us the, like whatever your trade. Well, where well, it could be your or trade, you, or it could be the where you, where you came from. Yeah. So you'd just be Ralph, but then it'd be like, well, which Ralph are we talking about? Because you know, it's a famous Ralph. This one, well, you know, Ralph of Cogsall. I was either one who wrote the book about the green kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Ralph yeah, of Cogsall. You know, big this, American, this big American guy plays the piano. Right, he's now John Goodman. He's being played yep. by, as I've decided. 
Um, so he described green children arriving in the village of Woolpit. De- oh. And decades later, the monk and historian William of Newburgh, oh. Newburgh, I think it's even so to say, would also recount the same story. What I like here, Chris, is normally yes. we'll do like a story from, you know, it could be, you know, you know, South America or, the, you know, it might be from the Philippines or something like that or Japan. And we'll sort of like, you know, rightly so, well, we might not know how to pronounce the names here, you know, we'll struggle mm. a little bit of that. I'm struggling here, and this is all just, you know, the, the, place, uh, yeah, just yeah. the place that I live in. John Smythe? <laughs> Jehone? Well, Jehone? Tell you what, like, Jehone Smythe? No, but you know, so do you know the, the surname Sinjin? No, not really. Well, I've heard of it. Right, but you know that's spelled St. John. Is it? S-T-J-O-H-N, that's pronounced Sinjin. I didn't know that until I was in my mid-twenties, and you didn't know that until now, so. No. I've not met a lot of people with well, exactly, yeah. John. I'll be honest with you, it's not, it's not knowledge I've needed to use very often. I don't meet a lot of saints. Most, most people that I mix with they aren't necessarily named after saints. Although, weirdly, it's not called St. John's Ambulance. Maybe it should be. I might Quick, start doing that. St. John's Ambulance. I don't know whether that would mark me out as very posh or very ignorant. Probably the latter. I think it's just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... I mean, I, I think that one advertises itself fairly strongly anyway. I yeah, know, but why not? Yeah, but, you yeah. know, why not? Just why really reinforce the, the impression. Why not hammer the point out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so stories we use... Oh, oh there's, a, there's a town near Woolpit village called Hortley New Street. Mm, that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, Hortley New Street. To, to any non-UK listeners, we do effectively live in fucking Hobbiton. Yeah, well, that's what it's based on, isn't it? We're, we're, it's a mad country, and even Drink, we don't really Drinkstone Green. That's nice. It looks, you know, what? it looks really pretty though. It's that kind of um, it's village, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lovely little old village. Um, Problem with villages or cottages is I can't live in them because of my height; they're too low. Oh, do you know what? I went to um, I went to when I went to Prague. And you can go and see where Kafka lived. And so there's this thing, and it's what they reckon you base the, the book The Castle on. Yeah. Um, and you can go in, and you can go into the room that Kafka would have lived in and worked in. And fucking, I was like stooping. Yeah. Like, no wonder he, no wonder he wrote all those antsy books. He must have been well depressed living in this place. Yeah. Tiny room. room, and you're really like, yeah, I was having to stoop down to get in it. Yeah. I remember going and looking at a flat in uh, off of St George's Street. Um, not St. George, St. James's Street, sorry, in Kemptown, and it was above the shops. It was kind of on the road between yeah. that, and it shows just off. And kind of, you go up above the shop and go into the flat, and the ceiling was probably maybe a foot higher than my head. Like how? And then I was like, oh, there's no way I could live in here. I mean, technically, I can live in here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, that's, talk about the walls closing in. Like, just... And that's not even that old a building. I mean, it's, you know, 150 years old or something, but blimey. Really... Does the estate agent like, oh, how, how does it feel? It's cosy, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Bijou. <laughs> it's cosy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you don't have to, it's very easy to clean the roof, <laughs> clean yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> that's um, a real value add, that, you know. If you want to paint the ceiling, you're not going to have any problems there. No ladders yeah. required. That's going to save you some storage. Yeah, although oh, yeah, uh, the, landlord, the landlord has said that you're not allowed to paint uh, yeah. the ceiling or the walls or 
um, move in any of your own furniture. But if you were... Or, or live here. <laughs> You're not allowed to use any of the doors. Ah, good times. Right, anyway. So, um... So stories would use these two reports to create the full narrative of the green children in Woolpit. Whether the story yeah, is true or false, it. nobody knows. But it's intrigued listeners ever since the 12th century. So, it's yes. the 12th century, and the village of Woolpit was an agriculturally productive and densely populated part of rural England. One day, the villagers saw two children, a boy and a girl, emerging from the wolf-trapping pits. They had green skin, spoke an unknown language, and were dressed in strange clothing. Aliens, isn't it? Well, you, you do got to wonder, haven't you? And both children, who were later discovered to be siblings, were taken to the home of Sir Richard de Calm, about six miles away from Woolpit. How were they discovered to be siblings, if they can understand their language? Well, we'll come the to passports. that. We'll, we'll come to that. Yeah, they... <laughs> Fortunately, they had biometric passports, so they were able to sort of, you know... <laughs> they, did, they just did a simple DNA test. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> You know, and obviously they couldn't do that until they got to Sir Richard de Carn's castle. Yeah. Um, you know, because they wouldn't have had their PCR well, machines to <laughs> in, in, in the local village cottages. No, no that's um, where they kept the mass spectrometer and, yeah. and such. Um, you know, I mean, they could do basic gel electrophoresis <laughs> in the cottages, obviously, <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Do a basic swab test, but... Yeah. But, you know, that's, as, as, as a medieval villager would have told you, well, I mean, you know, the accuracy is going to be, you know, somewhat spurious, so to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean... Wait until you get to the castle, we'll do this properly. He'll <laughs> give you some idea, but really, um, you, know. you know, if you want, it's not going to be much use for any legal documentation, so... Yeah. <laughs> because you may as well just, you know... Well, so we'll keep your powder dry, we'll go up yeah. to the... To the get it sorted where, out properly, you know. Where the lab, where the proper. There's one thing we do in Woolpit. We trap wolves in a pit, and we do this. We do things properly. We do. For um, if I mean, this is this is the. To be honest with you, the, the cast actually has the most advanced crime lab in kind of a ten mile radius. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if you you know if you want anything particularly uh, good done, then you need to go to Stowe Market, but. Um, <laughs> Well, think, you know, for, for what we need here. I feel like the rest of the UK didn't take proper advantage of the kind of forensic testing that they did have in uh, in Woolpit. You know, no, hundreds no. of years behind in some ways. Well, people thought it was witchcraft, didn't they? <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Ended up burning, burning the castle down. Someone tried to explain what a fingerprint was, and just the witch finder general just had them burn at the stake. <laughs> Having absolutely none of that. Uh, right. So in the first several days there, the children refused the children refused to eat anything but beans. Mm. Over time they got used to different foods and their green skin faded to a normal colouring. Sadly the boy would become ill and die, but his sister survived. So is this one of those <clears throat> situations? So you know if you eat loads and loads of carrots, your skin can take on an orangey hue. Yeah, so beta carotene. You can you can get a um, you can eat so much of it. It doesn't. It won't actually. That's what famously. That's what Donald Trump only ate carrots, didn't he? He did a lot of things with carrot. He ingested <laughs> carrots in fashions that I don't want to dwell on. But yeah, um, beta carotene was entering into his bloodstream. One way or another, that we won't we won't get into. <laughs> by hook or by crook, by, by, by the pounds. <laughs> 
It's far out there. Um, I wonder if this is something like that where they were just they were maybe orphans and they were just living off greens. Yeah, it could be. You know, it could, some some deficiency um, syndrome or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Hang, hang now. I'm just throwing it out there. No, it's a it's a fair point. You know, speculate to accumulate. Especially since once knowledge. the diet was changed, you know, they then they then became ungreen. So mm-hmm. certainly interesting. Could they have been mini? Could they? Could they? Could they have been like um, pre precursors to the Incredible Hulk? Well, that could have been it. So when they saw them, they were hungry and upset, and then angry, angry yeah. and therefore they were hulking out. Yeah. Um, but you know, then then when they fed them, they got a little bit more emotionally stable and just started changing back. I think that's. I think that's. An equally that's the most like, compelling theory. I mean, <laughs> I don't have theory. the kind of level of Woolpack, you know, uh, you know, forensic testing to be able to. Well, no one does. It's lost technology tougher. a lot of yeah. it, isn't it? Now, unfortunately, yeah, we've you know we, we've lost a lot of that ancient wisdom. Um, yeah. So she she eventually learned English, and this is how they know that they were siblings. Um, right. Explain where she came from. So, according to her, they came from a land called St. Martin's Land, where the sun never shone. She and her brother were looking after their father's flock when they suddenly heard a strange noise which caused them to enter a cave. Right? Mm. If you're in St. Martin's Land, you hear a strange noise, get into a cave, yeah? That's exactly. Better safe than sorry. Duck and roll. Yeah. Um, and when they crossed the other side of the cave, they arrived in Woolpit, where they encountered the Reapers that discovered them. After this revelation, Richard Decane named the girl Agnes. She worked for him for years before marrying the Archdeacon of L.A., Richard Barr. And according to one report, the couple produced one child. So there's a, there's a few different things in here. There's, there's various different ways that this is um, interpreted. So some people say they were like they wouldn't eat anything and it was only when they sort of saw some beans or whatever or somebody tried to feed them some beans that they suddenly started ravenously eating these beans. Mm. Um, and yeah... And that was all they would eat for a period, apparently, until, you know, um, Richard DeCarl managed to sort of get them into, you know, vary their diet a little bit. Eating some chops. Yeah, some lovely chops or something like that. Have some chops. Um, and then they then they sort of, like, the, the green colouring kind of disappeared. So, yeah, that does, that does sound like some kind of um, yeah vitamin deficiency or something like that. I don't... I've not heard of one that would turn the skin green. As you say, too much beta-carotene can turn you a kind of a bit of an orange hue. I do know that. Um... But you know the, the body would just sort of still uh, it doesn't it doesn't actually harm you. It just sort of like makes you look a bit odd, I would imagine. Although some people mm-hmm. like to be a, a lurid chicken tiki hue, as per Mr. Trump, as you say. So, well, that's all. Uh, yes, but do you know what? If it makes you if it makes you feel comfortable, I suppose fair play. Yeah, I've never quite understood it, but there you go. No, well, it's a sign of insecurity. Yeah, I mean, as with as with so much, well. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, so let's see then. Uh, I've got any other kind of uh, accounts on here? Maybe um, they were covered. Maybe they've been working in a copper mine because copper can turn the skin green, can't it? Yeah, you hit a degree or something like that. A lot of talk about caves. Do you think they were actually some animated bronze statues? And they had third degree, and then but then when they ate properly, they they turned back to their normal, lovely bronze. Turned to normal, normal children. Yeah, yeah. Could be, couldn't it? Possible, wouldn't it? It'd be like that scene out of um, 
What's that? Twenties? No, is that twenties? Maybe where the robot turns into the lady? Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. It's quite. Some of that's quite good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. Did you know the groundbreaking the... for the time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the good, like, consider it, the special effects are very good yeah. at the time. Do you, um, did you know that, you know, the Statue of Liberty, when it was initially put up, it's yeah, it was, bronze, it's bro- it was pure bronze, yeah, it just becomes that amazing, isn't it? Mm, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It would look much better like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like a shining bronze colour. Shiny bronze. I, I don't know, I, I, like the, I like the green look. I think this is why it's quite, you know, brass, it's quite nice to the ages like that. But yeah, it would have been pretty um, spectacular, spectacular to have seen yeah. at the time as well. I didn't realise that. Because there's, um, there's, one, there's one under a bridge in Paris as well, isn't there? I think what, a sh- Lady Liberté? Yeah. There's like a smaller version. I don't know. Well, it was, was gift, it? it was a gift, wasn't well, it? Yeah, it was a French. gift from the French to the Americans when they became independent. But um, Kiss, kiss ups. Well, Napoleon for you. Yeah. That would have been what? before, before him. But uh, yeah, uh, could be could have been uh, sepsis. That can make you go a bit green. Yep, gangrene, gangrene of the head. <laughs> You're not. I'm sorry. We're going to gonna have to. We're going to have to do a head out to me. Yeah, yeah, went great. Well, your yeah, your brain went rotten, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. yeah so it had to be replaced with that other chimp. How's that working out for you? I've got a job now, so yeah. <laughs> it's all right, to be honest. I'll be honest with you, it seems like an <laughs> improvement all round. Yeah, things have picked up. IQ and behaviour have both gone up by about 20 points, I would suggest. Behaviour especially. Yeah. <laughs> I fit into society much easier. <laughs> so, um, okay. I mean... Continue. Okay, I'm just trying to... <laughs> how much more I can spin out of this? Um, so, well, well let's. I mean, she, and she she married quite she married quite well then, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's different ones because I mean, there seems to be so. The consistent thing is they were they were green kids when they when they found so they were found they were found by some white farmers, or whatever. Green yeah. kids found rapiers, um, rapiers, or whatever. Yeah, reapers, reapers, they weren't reapers. they weren't swords. I don't believe. Um, so they would have been people, I guess, just like farming in the. They fields. weren't rapiers. It wasn't. No, they weren't. Wasn't. They weren't a form of sword. No. Um, right. Okay. Well, that that does complicate things. That does complicate my theory. Okay. <laughs> they weren't animate swords. Animatronic swords. Right. No. Mm. I'm not sure what fantasia theory you're cooking up in your head, but uh, it was basically fantasia. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, you know, put put that one in your back pocket. So you see. Yep, I'll use it next week. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking week. Um, yeah, I mean, depending on who, you, I mean, obviously, I've not read the. the We're taken to the Lords, the Source Chronicles. Too. I mean, it's all, it's all the science. It's all, you know, they they go along, they, they do the DNA testing, and it's like, look, it's just a, a vitamin deficiency. No worries, just give, give some different food, it'll all be fine. The boy, um, the, the, the boy, the boy. In all of them, the boy does seem to die. I mean, because suspiciously, the boy dies. Mm, well, yeah, because some of them they reckon that actually both of them spoke English like they they well both of them were able to learn English um and then and then the boy kind of died quite young but not you know in some tellings he dies quite soon after they find them in some he seems to live for quite a while but that you know he still dies as a child whereas that she grows up um I mean according to Ralph the girl was employed as a servant in Richard Kent's household where she was considered to be very wanton and impudent mm. Mm. But yeah, she, and, and eventually married a, a man from Kings Lynn, 
about 40 miles from Woolpit. Big city. Nice. She went up in the world. Um, yeah. And then based on her research into Richard Tell you Cows- what, kid, I fucked this shit town. I'm going to Kingsley. And yeah, apparently it was a, a an astronomer and writer, Duncan Lewin, who's um, is a Scottish um, astronomer, and he obviously does some history. But he was, he was researching into Richard DeCal's family history, and he he believed that her, she was given the name Agnes and Richard to um, married to Richard Barr, who was the uh, the uh, scholar that, and uh, and clergyman that we. So you know, so she yeah, she seems to have acclimatized and um, and to sort of like fit into Urgent society, man. whereas he seems mm. to have died a bit a bit younger. So when was that? This is the twelfth century. It's twelfth century, so yeah, it would have the been clergyman married then, because it would have been Catholic, presumably, mm. because there hadn't been the Protestant Martin Luther and shit. So well, it's saying here that she so mm. Richard Bell was a medieval English justice clergyman and scholar. Educated at the Law School of Bologna, into royal service under King Henry II of England. Bologna University as well. Impressive. Yeah. Well, could, could the clergy marry back then? That's what, because when was it that Catholic priests were banned from marrying? Was that after oh, all, all was, No, always. Well, how was he married? Well, hang on a second. I'm just having a look. I mean, when I say clergy, well, yeah, but what does clergyman mean if it isn't priest? Unhand me, priest. Oh, hang on a minute. So, this is after his dust up with Thomas Beckett. Do you know what? Doesn't matter, does it? Um, let's not let's not uh, take up more airtime where I uh, try and look up what exactly clergyman. I must confess, I would or one of the clergy you would think it would be. I mean, he obviously hadn't taken holy orders because if you're a Catholic priest, you cannot get married. At this period of time, absolutely. Well, if you're a Catholic priest, you can't get married full stop. Yeah, um, so how's he getting married? Goes to zero and all that. So, well, no, it just as a clergyman, I don't know if, what officially that What does that mean? Or, well, you keep saying it, but I can't... Um, well, don't worry about it. So good. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of... I don't... They must, he, must, he must have been some... Do you it's like a, like a He must be preacher. some kind of lay, lay, layman involved in the church somehow, because he's getting involved with Thomas Beckett. Um, right, so just like some lay, he's just going. Oh, I'll do a bit. Don't, don't give a sermon. Yeah, I really don't know, mate. To be honest with you, um, confusing, isn't it? It is confusing. I'm not thickens. sure because he certainly, you know, if he was, uh, I'm just trying to look up see exactly what his role is. Oh, I've just found something here. It says that a Catholic priest can't marry unless his bride is green. So maybe that's it. Oh, of course, you know, or, or, ha, or yeah. has been green in the in the past. That's one of the fun ones brought in by the Bourges. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That that pipe was really having a laugh. Well, you know, but but to be fair, Mary Mary Magdalene was green. She was green. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, so, so. probably tertiary syphilis, but you know, <laughs> I, yeah, gangrene. Nonetheless, if Jesus forgave, it's not for uh, yeah, it's not for you to judge. Um. Well, that's taking me down a bit of a rabbit hole. Well, this is coming from the man <laughs> who was talking about Hall of Notes earlier. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so, so, but what we do have is we have documented evidence that there were, you know, there were some green children who just suddenly turned up in a small village one day. Yeah. So, and, and, and we're still talking about it to this day. I don't know why, because it's not much of a tale to be honest with you. 
No idea what we're still talking about. <laughs> don't, don't know why we're still talking about it now, like as in after this, this podcast, in this podcast yeah. let alone 800 years after. Clearly, clear, I mean, the fact that it's on their village sign, again, I'm going to emphasise, clearly not a lot has gone in the wall pit for the last thousand years. You know, they've, no. built, they've built a church, they've trapped some wolves, and they've had some green kids yeah. come in. Then, then, obviously, the wolves, wolves were eradicated from the UK. So I mean, if that's the highlight of your millennium... They had to get out to get rid of the wolf pits. Imagine if you but came what, to... What have they got left? Imagine if you'd come to Brighton. Just, your head would explode, wouldn't it? Yeah. Come down and see the Brighton Festival or something, or, I don't know, go up to Edinburgh or something like that. Yeah, or go to Ipswich or yeah, Kings Lynn. Dublin. <laughs> well, Beirut. Yeah. Um, okay, now well, that's. Yeah. Um, well, no, hang on. So, so, so okay, let, let's explore. Well, no, no. So that's that's the tale. Okay. Right. But now let's get into sort of like some of the you know well, what, what could it have been some of the theories. Yeah. Mini mini hulks. You know what? Why has it become such a rich piece of folklore in England, Chris? And to Everyone's, be fair, we, actually, learn, we all learn it in school. Do you know what? If you look through like the Greek myths. Like a lot of those are shit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, classic literature and the classical antiquity period. Yeah, and Neil's not a fan. Um, no, because well, no, because the thing is, you've got you've got like the big ones, haven't you? You've got the big boys, um, like you know Jason the Argonaut, yeah, and all, no, and, and all that. But you, and then yeah. you've got kind of like, oh well, you know how how the juniper tree was created, and it's just like you know some sperm lover running away and then fell over, and you know yeah. their blood came to paddle in the juniper yeah. tree. Spawned in a spot or something like that. Because at the end of the day, a lot of it would have just been trying to sort of like. Well, there's you know, a lot of stuff to explain, isn't there? You can't, exactly, put, you know. can't put full effort into every single thing. There's, I yeah. mean, there's, there's well, everything in the universe. When you don't have scientific method, then you just have to make There's everything in the universe to explain. So, yeah. you know, some of it you're just going to phone in. Well, exactly, as, as we do every week on this podcast. Someone someone saw a swan and cried, and the tears dropped on the ground, and that's why we get water lilies. Pff, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That'll do next. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> so some people... Why is it, so why is it that this has become the nation's number one story now? Yeah. Well, it got overtaken by Harry Potter in the late 90s, didn't it? But, I mean, I'm well, still fuming about that. Well, it's pushing back. Yeah. It, we're, 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 on, we're the vanguard, but it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll retake. Don't worry about it. Um... So, so this so story, what, what they... every every school child learns this, Neil. Yeah. Why, 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 why is it? So, twentieth-century scholars of folklore, such as Charles Oman, noted that one element of the children's account, the entry into a different reality by way of a cave, seems to have been quite popular. Oh. Gerald of Wales, Gerald of Wales, the medieval historian, tells a similar story of a boy who, after escaping his master, encountered two pygmies who led him through an underground passage into a beautiful land with fields and rivers, but not lit by the full light of the sun. Pygmies? Yeah, apparently. He was aware of African pygmies, was he? I mean, imagine he just means sort of some little people. Right. I don't know. I mean, this is Gerald of Wales. You know what he's like. He's he's a bit insensitive. It's all over this, yeah, it's all over this show right now. Yeah, it's a different time, though, Chris. You, know, he, you can't hold on to our got, current um, standards. I'm glad he got banned from Twitter. Yeah, well, it's about time. Hmm. Um, Welsh yeah. tattoo covering his back. No, he's a proud fan of the dragon and, and leaks as well. And he shouldn't have to. Uh, should have to apologise for that. So there's a there's a category of English and North American folktale motifs that apparently they're inhabitants of lower world visiting mortals and continuing to live with them. So it's kind of like you know fairies coming from a different land 
yeah. in the underground and coming out and sort of, uh, you know, coming and living amongst us. So, you know, and apparently there's a, there could be, a, someone else has suggested there could be a Celtic connection. So mm-hmm. green spirits are sinless in Celtic literature and tradition. It may be more than a coincidence that the green girl marries the man of King's Lynn. Here the original word would be lane, evil, i.e. the pure fairy marries a sinful child of earth. Well, there's a whole thing about the, the green man, which is kind of representation of nature, and they have and he's carved into a lot of medieval churches. Yeah, or you've got the um, the green, green knight, goblin. Yeah, the green goblin uh, from Spider Man, obviously. Yeah. the um, is he it, without sin. Is it the green knight? Then it's one of the Arthurian um, Arthurian. I've not heard of it. Green yeah. lantern. It's like some big tree, basically, comes in. Then green, um, green green giant. Yeah, the green who lantern provides provides corn. Yep. To to the starving. And he's jolly about it as well, isn't he? He loves it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's there's a there's a lad who's got a job that he's satisfied with. Jolly green giant. You can you know, you can yeah. tell he's really happy about that corn manufacturer or you know, that tilling of corn that he's got himself into. Look, I worked I worked my way up from nothing and now I've got myself in a in the corn manufacturing business and I can provide corn at low, low prices to be hungry like I was as a boy. Yeah. Ho ho ho. He's feeding people. He's yep. got a thriving industry and he's employing people in the cannery. He's loving it. Yeah, green, green, green yeah. children in the cannery. And the thing is, you know, them giant lads, they've got big appetites. So, you know, he needs, Ooh, he needs well, feeding. That's, that's why they eat so many villagers. Yeah. That's why they crush our bones and make That is the one heads. downside of working in the Jolly Green Giants factory, I must confess, yeah. is, you know, a tenth of the workforce does get eaten by the boss every <laughs> yeah, year. You've got, you know. you got, you got to get out. At lunchtime, you've got to get out of there sharpish. But, yeah, well, that's the thing is, you know, if you're going to be one of the stragglers, as he said himself, you know, if you're first out the door, you're never going to be first into his stomach. So, you know, make the the effort. First out the door, last in my intestines. Um, Well, I mean, it's it's good. It's good for productivity, isn't it? Because you make sure you get your work done so you can get out of there when the hooter blows before he comes down looking for his human snacks. Yeah. If you're not hitting your product, if you're still there going, oh, I've still got 10 more to do, then... Well, that's how, that's how I keep the margins up, you know. Natural selection, a play, yeah. isn't it? Darwinism. Fair enough. You know. That's the free market at work now. And, you know, and therefore it must be correct. Morally, oh, yeah, morally and... Uh, it's, a self, it's a self-corrected ethics. system. Yeah. Clearly. Um, <laughs> Anyway, back to medieval folklore. Mm. Um, so it can also be associated with symbols of death. Um, you know, so again, either, the, either no sin or death. Yeah, right. Celtic apparently green is uh, uh, about purity, um, yeah. but you've also got yeah, it's the green the green knight myth, which is part of the they've got it here about the um, it's one of the, the tales of Arthur. Um, so right. I think he, I think it was Sigwain or something. He challenges him to a, a fight or something like that. So it comes back. It's like, yeah, I don't know. They made a my, film out of it with Dev Patel about a couple of years back. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, my not my my arthurial knowledge is weak. Well, t- tell that. you what, watch the movie. And then you'll be nah. sorted. Yeah, it's quite good. I don't really like watching films now. You're going to make me. All right, fine. Right. Some people sort of uh, link it to things like the Babes in the Woods. So you know, children getting to die in the woods and they end up sort of like. Um, you know, and they thought they could be them being poisoned with arsenic, which turned them into, you know, zombies. green kids. Yeah, early zombie legends. 
could be early zombies. Um, other commentators have suggested the children may have been aliens or inhabitants mm. of a world beneath the Earth. See, that's... that. Lizard people. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I quite like the concept that, you know, there's a lot of people like in one of those bad sci-fi movies or that like Jules Verne thing where there's just a lot of people living in the corner. Mor- Morlocks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was H.G. Wells, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the time traveller. Because, you know, they probably came down and they didn't manage to turn green to... They kind of went, you know, like human shaped, but then... Yeah, but they don't get the sunlight, so yeah. they turn green. That's how it works. Or they were um, turning into chlorophyll. Yeah. So they so they're they... human shaped, but then they assume, well, they must be processing energy. What if they... What like about... these plants. Oh, no, we've got a respire instead. Let's... let's well, you've got... Um, you've got... Uh, in Costa Rica, there are sloths. And they look green because they have basically like moss growing on them because they're so slow moving. Maybe it could have maybe they were just like covered in moss or something. Yep. Maybe they maybe they were uh, the children of He-Man character Mossman. And they could, maybe um, they come from Eternia. I'm not I'm not familiar with that one. It's uh, I know many faces and Fisto. Well, you look a bit like Fisto, don't you? I don't know where you're going with that, but... Well, you've got the beard. I've got the beard and the huge fist. <laughs> you know where that's going. Right. And, a, and a tight tank top. <laughs> and the furry pants. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's a so, lot of So, lots, 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 of, lots of different possibilities there. <clears throat> you know, although, you know, there's been... Uh, Paul Harris in 1998 argued for a down-to-earth explanation of the green children in the context oh, of God, 12th Paul century Harris, history. Come on. So he thinks they were the children of Flemish immigrants who arrived in eastern England during the early 12th century and were persecuted after Henry II became king in 1154. Um, so St Martin's Land could have been the village of Fordham St Martin, just north of Bury St Edmunds, and their parents could have been Flemish cloth workers who set up there, because there was a lot of trade coming back and forth, especially yeah, yeah. the cloth industry with it, you know... Um, and, you know, 1173, that was the site of the Battle of Fornham, apparently, which was, you know, um, where they were having a lot of battles going on. So, who knows? The children's colour could be explained by green sickness, which is the result of a dietary deficiency. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that certainly seems like that could, that could explain the green skin bit. So. Well, and if their parents were cloth merchants, they could have just been, like, a green dye on them. Do you know what I mean? And it took a while for it to come off because they didn't... They didn't conditions where they're constantly dyeing clothes so that and dye is quite difficult to get off your skin isn't it yeah well, someone was saying that they they were probably suffering from chlorosis a deficiency disease which gives the screen a greenish tint hence the term green sickness with a better diet it disappears um because chlorosis apparently is just an iron deficiency anemia but um presumably it must have given people a green tint back in the day for them to call it chlorosis but yeah yeah um and then there's other um, folklorists who are like, why are you trying to explain it? Doesn't matter, does it? It's just it's a good little bit of folklore. Our favourites. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop overdoing it. Yeah, what's um, the matter with sharp logic, boy? Yeah, because you, you never really know, can you? No. So there you go. You know, that's a, that's a nice little tale, isn't it, Chris? It's yeah, it's a nice little tale. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it, and do you know what I like about it? All ends happily. Well, not for not for the the well, lad, from the boy who was yeah. killed. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Um, but you know, she did all right for herself, didn't she? I mean, we don't know the circumstances of the marriage, but you know, hopefully. 
Well, fingers crossed. Well, there you go, Neil. And there's been and books written about it. There's been plays. There's we a, all learn about it in school. An American indie band called the Green Children Duo, who's performing in Nashville in 2009. Mm. Um, oh, that's actually another an Anglo-Norwegian band. There you go. Uh, um, one of those. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> it's been the um, basis for lots of uh, 20th and 21st century children's books. Mm. Yeah. So... Neil. <clears throat> Sorry. We're going to score so, it. Do you want to go through the scoring system? For Let this, us, yes. This uh, well-known part of our English heritage. Our shared which, national fabric of history. And which I didn't know the backstory earrings. to. I just took it as read. You know, I didn't I didn't know the backstory. So. The back, backstory is pretty much in just the title, isn't it? It's just some green kids. <laughs> well, yeah. <but. laughs> Yeah, I didn't um, really need to dig one any died, further. One get married. Yeah, it was all right. I lived in Woolpit. Nothing else has happened since. Yeah. See um, you later. Oh, well, worst thing that happened is when they shut the wolf pits. Oh. When we uh, killed all the wolves. A statue, wasn't it? Uh, so, Neil. Got a proud um, wolf miners. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, have you seen the proper wolf skin these days? Yeah. Well, we have to have, we have, to have it all imported from um, Russia, don't we? It's ridiculous. Just, uh, yeah. Um, so, Neil, do you want to go first with... Yes, was it spookiness? Spookiness. It's not very spooky. Um, no. You know, the... I mean, getting, like, disappearing in a land of the fairies or something like that would be a bit weird. Like, if you went through a cave and disappeared somewhere else. If you are a kid, I suppose it could be a bit spooky. If you just suddenly, you know, you're down in, I don't know, some Flemish place or whatever, and then suddenly you... Um, somewhere in Belgium, and then you, uh, you know, you suddenly wake up in some tiny village in the east of England. That'd be great, would it? Um, well, no. I think they said that they that there were Flemish people who were working in a town nearby. Well, that was, that was what that was what one of their stories theorised. Um, you know, their original tale was they suddenly went through a cave called... and just 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 appeared. But it depends on how much you can believe it's what a monk voice... wrote in a book eight hundred years ago. Well, I believe it wholesale. I don't ask any questions now. This man of God. Um, there's a lot of places around that area with name, you know, with like Walsham Lee Willows, like Le Willows. Yeah. So there's a, there's kind of Frankish or French kind of influence <clears throat> in, in that area. Yeah, it could be, and it could, you know, there were kids, so they just, you know, well, who knows? Again, it's not really worth trying. It's too far, far back in the mists of town to try and be too accurate about what it would have been. Um, anyway, speakers, no, not very spooky. Um, yeah, two out of ten. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think the only thing, because the kids aren't very spooky, even though they're green because they're kids. Um, but, I mean, I guess it's quite spooky. That I mean, either the kids got lost and then they basically, then the bloke in the castle just kept them rather than trying to find their parents and then married one of them off. That's quite spooky. Or if they were made orphans because of something horrible, then that's a bit spooky as well. So I think from the kids' point of view or from the way that children were sort of handed around, then there's well, a level of spooky, I mean, you know? in fairness on that one, um, like... It, if they'd have been known if if then if you're not known in the village, then you come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, like you'd be think. known. It's just, it'd be small. It doesn't time. sound like they did You're a looking lot at about two hundred people knocking about in those days. You, everyone would know each other. <laughs> so if they yeah. just pit, what else is he going to do? Do you know what I mean? Well, send a rider out or some, put some notices up in nearby villages and towns. Well, there's nothing to suggest he did. So with the, with the lack of evidence, I'm going to have to assume it didn't happen. So for me, I'm going to give it from the kids' point of view, it's quite scary. So I'm going to give it a four. Fair do. So believability. Well, I mean, we've come up with many, many um, almost indisputable arguments for why these kids have, could have been green. It could have been medical, could have been lack of vitamins, could have been mini hulks or moss men, could have been aliens. Yeah. All of all of them perfectly, but could have been uh, cop, copper miners. So, so people might have been green in those days. We just don't know. We just don't know. There's no way yeah. of finding out. Um, so, I mean, and I mean, I think. There's nothing to suggest that this didn't happen, really. So I think it's really believable. Mm. So, I mean, I'm going with the believability of nine on this, now. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to end up with the same score on the same premise. Um, it's entirely um, possible that some kids with a vitamin deficiency turned up in a village one day and been out wandering or whatever. For whatever reason, it was a time when there was a fair bit of you know wars and things going on. I'm not convinced. Maybe you know we could have found it anyway. Whatever, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, the, the basic facts are. You know, it may all be complete um, nonsense, but it was it was written out by a contemporary source. Um, so yeah, several sources, mine as yeah. well. Well, the the um, the second one was written about um, about 50 years afterwards, so it's not contemporaneous. So yeah. he probably based it on the original source. Yeah, well, that's two sources, then, isn't it? In today's well, okay, in today's in today, in today, in, in today's journalistic One way. primary source, Chris, all right, from a historical perspective. I was just making a joke about journalists saying, like not getting sources properly these days, Neil. You didn't have to get your pants in a fucking bunch. Right, reach, Mr. Shouty Pants, come on. No, this is obviously going to be quite a UK-centric one, but it's, it has been around for a very long time, and I'm not entirely sure why, because there isn't a lot to it. Um but there you go, you know, as I said, already said, you know, there are some Greek myths that have, you know, been captured for posterity that aren't necessarily that fascinating in and of themselves, although, you know, the larger body and all the rest of it have worked. Um, but in a way, that's quite nice. That's, I mean, folklore throws up these little bits of surprises. So um, it's been around for 800 years, so it's probably going to carry on being around. I don't think it's one that's going to get very well known or going to be excite people, you know, in these days. With you know all their Pokemons and that, they're not interested in honest yeah. UK myths like green kids, are they? No, they want no, all their, they're tearing uh, each other's heads off like Mortal Kombat. Don't care about that. With all their um, deep fakes, yeah. You can make anyone screen deep green fake, on deep, Photoshop these days, can't yeah, you? With all their deep fakes and some, some, you know, fantasy, you know, some pill you can probably take to turn green, or, you, or just some vapor or vapor, yeah, or just for yeah. vaping, yeah. So, so I don't think it will have a good reach, but it's been around for a long time, so I'm going to split difficult at five. Okay, well, um, it, it's been in a lot of stories, Matt, you've said. Um, so it's it's been in literature. Um, despite the fact that we all learn it in school, it's the first thing we learn. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, we didn't go to school, has... did you, Chris? You were... I didn't, know. I was, I was down at Talking college. Talking of wolf pit, you were educated <laughs> by wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm doing all right, apart from me having to get my brain removed and replaced by that other chin. Um, but it's, it's 
eight, well, it's eight, nine hundred, you'll get them for nine hundred years old. Yeah. So the reach through time's good. So uh, I'm going to give it a six now. Cool. So narrative premise. Um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, I mean, well, there, there is a full narrative there. But, you know, there's a, there's a beginning, a middle, and the end to the story. And then, you know, kids turn up, get taken in, fed up. They kill the boy, marry off the daughter. She moves to King's Lynn. Like, bing, bam, boom. Um, and they were green, which was novel. And you got to remember as well, this is 1,200 years ago, or it was in 1,200 AD sort of time, so eight, 900 years ago. Um yeah, I mean, it's all right. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it is a complete story, but I don't think there's much in way of narrative hooks because if they weren't green, I don't think you'd really care. Although I think what is nice is it plays on some other aspects of folklore, so you've got the kind of like the fairy stuff and things like that. So yeah. it's it's a bit like, you know, an episode of Lost where it's like, oh, why are the kids green? And then you can, you can explore different options for that one. So there's a bit in there, so I'll give it, yeah, I'll split the difference again on this one and give it a five. I don't think you can tell amazing stories, but, you know, it can. it's a jumping-off point for, for other... And the village has kept it, so it means a lot to 2,000 you know, people. Hey, you know, the fine people of Woolpit, you know, they've, they've got it on their very village sign to this day. So. They've been having a hard time since the Woolpit's closed, and they've hung on to this, and it's held. it's been the glue that's yeah, held their society let's not together. Knock it down any further. So that's 45 mil, so not too bad. Mm. Kind of there in the bell curve, which is nice, isn't it? You know, they can't all be big ones. Sometimes you want to play around with these little little fellows. Absolutely. Um, cool. So uh, if you've um, ever turned green for a medical reason, um, please let us know at herb.legends.podcast.gmail.com. Um, or if you've got any kind of small, small urban legends, which are maybe... Uh, not very well known, but are interesting and kind of within your area, then yeah, give us a shout. But apart from that, uh, I think I'm going to let you get on with your day and uh, I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.